The Weaver's Night Sky I was walking in the hills a few days ago. The sun set behind the horizon, and before long the sky flowed from burning orange hues through dusk and into the dark of night. It was clear, and the stars slowly emerged, making their presence known through their twinkling array. I sat down on an old dry stone wall up in the hills near my house, and for what felt like the whole evening, I just sat there and looked. Our ancestors did this, before television and the infinite attention-grabbing devices we all know and own today, before written language and thus books, maybe even before Homo sapiens themselves, did others look up and survey the heavens above, I think so. Our ancestors knew our solar system in a way that is as foreign to most of us now as sending a faxes to my two children in 2023. Our ancestors intimately knew our solar system, but the stars didn't know them. I sat there upon that old dry stone wall and I wondered how many people have looked up at the night sky before me and specifically thought about God. The stars, in their majesty and power, command us to reflect. They remind us how insignificantly small we are against the scope of the cosmos and how incredible it is that we have the conscious capability to realise this for the briefness of our time. The night sky makes us ask the question, surely there is more to life than this, as we look up at the Milky Way and think about our existence here and now. The night sky makes me think about God and also face my doubt honestly, as I take in the sheer scale and time frames. It makes me ask if something made all of this if the tapestry of this life has a weaver, or if the yarn has spun itself. These questions sit at the heart of my search, as when I lost my faith all those many years ago, with it I lost a sense of purpose and direction. I soon found when belief dies to fill the void. To start with, this was a space for comforting myself and others in their loss of faith, to find a voice and begin to explore the world around us. The show naturally shifted after a while to become a vehicle directed on the road of honest reflective discovery, a direction that must remain. When belief dies has changed me because when I stop and think about it, when I look at what I've read, who I've spoken to and what I've written, I realise that I am not an atheist, as I have often thought myself to be. Rather, I seem to hold a belief in a redemptive, supernatural, transcendent hope that everything can be and will one day be redeemed. This is something I have explored personally in The Burning Orange Autumn Leaves and The Fingerprints of God and finally The Original Place. 
This redemptive, supernatural, transcendent hope doesn't coalesce into the de facto Jesus of the New Testament. And if I'm being honest, it doesn't coalesce into any clear image of God at all. Rather, it points further up the road and on in my journey. This is not a clear path in front of my feet. Rather, it's a general direction of travel and the first few steps on a road I feel compelled towards. The light from the stars above provide borrowed visibility to walk until the promise of a dawn. I want to be honest with you all here. This space between a named belief in God and atheism is really painful. I seem, for most of the time, to barely be able to stand it for more than mere moments at a time, before retreating to comfort and telling myself to buck up and drop these thoughts of unknowable hope in the unseen. This works for a while, but like the trail that led me to that old dry stone wall, the one where I lost myself in the night sky, it bids me to walk on, to see where the chips fall, to explore and find my own way. And if all comes to naught, then at least I can finish my days in this world knowing that I explored the unseen place that seemed to be whispering my name. The doubt I have, when it comes upon me, often makes me want to stop this public story and return to familiar ground. To switch guests from those who are challenging me to those I agree with, to once again dismantle the Bible, argue against belief in God and condemn structures of supernatural certainty. It'd get more followers, it'd be less painful for my reputation and it'd stop me from having to think much at all, if I'm being honest. But the doubt would shift then from a fearful doubt of what it means if I do in fact find myself believing in some God once again further down the line, to a mere, what would I have found if I had carried on down the unknown road? This unseen place, the one beyond my vision, but yet the one I am sure is whispering my name, seems to bid me walk, but my reputation, my comfort and my pride, they bid me stay. I think we discover truth, given time, but this discovery requires active exploration, not stationary observation. When belief dies, has to be a vehicle of discovery. It can't be an end in and of itself. So I better buckle in, because I want to see if the one who I think is whispering does in fact have a face, because he certainly seems to know my name questions roar up from within me. Am I making all of this up? Am I going mad? Is God real? Could I find him again? Or is it him who's finding me? Some days all I can do is weep, and others I can't even bear to look at the Bible that sits upon my bedside. On other days this transcendent tug pulls at the fibres of my being in the tapestry where I'm woven, as if the weaver is making amendments, amendments that to me feel like death blows, yet hint at new creation all the same.